folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter here with your boy, Beck. At it again, it's your boy Bob. And today, on the returning Small Package Show, UFC 227, tonight from the Staples Center, will our boy Demetrius retain his flyweight title? Hopefully. Hopefully. Not since the Beatles have we seen a superstar rift with a Paul so hard. Heyman, Brock, is he leaving? Is he staying? What's going on? And also... We have a new mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, and he's taking them straight to hell. All that and more today on the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, could you hit him with it, please? Small Package. Beautiful. All right, and the air conditioner goes back on. Sorry, people at home, if you hear a very loud whirring sound. It is, uh, it is, let me look at my thing. Uh, it says here it is currently hot as balls in New York City, uh, with a humidity of way too high. And, uh, so we're, we're, we're running that air conditioner today. There's nothing that can be done about it. Bob, how are you doing? Hot. Yeah, you are. Just hot. With all of your woes from the MTA not running the way you want them to run, I am. I'm gonna take a nap. You well, can do the show. Um, I thought you meant after the show. No, oh, it's right know. now. All right, cool. Well, just remember to turn the microphone away from me while you're breathing, <laughs> and uh, you can go right to sleep, buddy. I'll see if I hold I, it. I, I, got it. I think it's hilarious if you actually did take a nap because then you came all the way over here just to nap in the air conditioning. Which, hey. Wouldn't blame you. I put so much money into that fucking air conditioner worth every penny. It's pretty good air conditioner. It is a good air conditioner. It's it's commercial grade. <laughs> I'll fuck around. It took me from dead to not too bad in only a couple minutes. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back. Small package show. Corey here with your boy Bob. Been a minute. We had some work and personal schedule conflicts, so we didn't get a recording in the last two weeks. No, we didn't. I'm sorry. But I did post a, a meme online that got some traction. That Congrats. Was Congrats, yeah. Congrats to late chance. Man, there's a lot that's happened in the last couple weeks. We're going to try to get to it, and we're going to try not to keep it too long. First um, things first. Extreme rules? Extreme rules happen. Oh, right. So, I mean, regular rules happen. Yeah, well, that's... That's also a fair a fair commentary on it. We do have our results from our predictions, if you give a shit. Uh, Bob, you had from the tables match, five points. Yeah. From Roman Lashley, three points. Uh, from Corbin versus Finn, you had six points. All right. From Strowman, KO, and a steel cage, you had 12. Ooh. Uh... From the Hell No versus Blood Bros match, we had three. Uh, from 
the deleter of world versus the B team, you have three. Mm. From Hardy versus Nakamura. Oh, not good. You managed to get six. Whoa. You, you, you missed the prediction of Nak, but you actually did pretty well on getting the other ones. Uh, Ziggler versus uh, Seth Rollins, five points. Not good. Huh. You, got, you got Ziggler. That's all you got. Uh, from Carmella's championship match, you got 11. Okay. Bliss's match, 14. Oh, hey. And AJ Styles versus Ruru. 17 points. Oh, man, I ended strong. You did end strong. Uh, from the announce tables thing, you got 10 points, and you missed all five of your unscheduled appearances. Oh. And out of a possible score of 212, Bob, yeah. you got 95. Eesh. Eesh. Which leaves your boy, your other boy, Corey, the reigning, defending, small package prediction champion of the world. Uh-huh. And I only got out of 212 points, 85. Oh, meaning you're new. Top. And you're Small package uh-huh. prediction champion of the world. Bob, the Bobbert, Faggity. I give you your nickname. You don't get a say in it. Um, we did not do very well in predictions, but neither did Extreme Rules do at being extreme oh uh we're just gonna fly through this because it was it was over two weeks ago at this point so yeah i mean y'all y'all have, if you're if you listen to our show you watch the product and you've seen the show Whoa. um i mean sanity got the win in the tables match which was not surprising at all um you know kofi got put through a table it was on the kickoff show um honestly in terms of surprises reigns losing to Lashley was a big one. Yeah. Uh, was not personally and expecting it would to see largely it. prove completely pointless. And that is true. And we'll get to that. Uh, Finn beat Corbin. There was no real surprise there. Uh, Strowman losing to KO. In uh, all fairness, is not, Strowman is not surprising because lose. of what happened. Strowman threw the match. More or less, yes. I mean, he took Kevin Owens and, and he him. threw him onto the ground. Had he thrown him into the ring and then climbed down to the bottom he would have or done anything else he would have so, but he deliberately on, threw him out of the ring on paper on paper it would be a surprise having seen the match it was not surprising that that's what how it ended uh hell no lost to the bludgeon brothers which made sense because honestly i didn't even think about how close the mayoral race was right and the, he would not be the tag team champion going into the actual election no matter how much wwe may have wanted that sure uh, B team winning big the surprise. title was a big surprise. I called it successfully. Wow, you, um, you memed them into victory. Yes, I did. I wish that my heart had carried all of my predictions, but it it was not meant to be. Uh, but B team and surprisingly good showing for them. I mean, I thought it was a fun match. Yeah. Um, you know, of the matches we talked about so far, Reigns versus Lashley was not bad. It wasn't. It didn't blow my doors off though. It was. <laughs> it's it's not a bad match. It's not a good match. It's the match. It was it was a match. It was a match. Uh Corbin Corbin versus Finn was a surprisingly great match, it in was, my opinion. I had a lot fine. of fun with it. Uh Strowman versus KO is also very entertaining. Yeah. Um Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers just It was short. It, it was, was whatever. It, it is what it is. B team's match was really good though. I was very entertained with it. And when they won just how happy they were. I think this is going to do something good long-term for the leaders of the world. I think that Hardy and Wyatt will get more serious. 
Um, but we'll have to see what happens to that. Shinsuke versus Jeff Hardy. Shinsuke walks away with the title, but the match itself was only a couple of seconds long. Six seconds. Um, Shinsuke got a low blow on Jeff before the bell was rung. Uh, the bell was rung, and then he hit one Kinshasa, and then was the winner. And that was it. Um, oh, you gave me incorrect points. For which one? You, you gave me points for pin. On it, that. it was a pin. No, it wasn't. It was a low blow. It was a DQ. No, it, it wasn't a DQ. He won the title. He hit him oh, before right. the bell rung, right. which is how he's able to win. Right. I, I, I double-checked the points. Trust me, I'm petty. I wanted that win. <laughs> I went back through and was like, did I give Bob any extra points anywhere on there? I did not. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. It was a good match. Um, I want to come back to this one in just a second, so I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, Asuka losing to Carmella is a travesty. Um, I mean, yeah. This shark cage match was just so dumb. I hate that stipulation now. I know they put it in for toys, but... If you're going to do it, do something cool and interesting with it. The only interesting thing in this was the Ellsworth hanging by his foot spot, which was kind of neat. But mm-hmm. I just, I, it, 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 it's a pain to me to see Asuka losing to Carmella over and over again. Sure. Uh, I mean, I get that Carmella's the heel and she's not beating her clean. Uh-huh. However, it's just like, man, I really wish they would... It just makes her look kind of foolish to kind of get beat so often by distraction, especially from Ellsworth. Um, Bliss versus Nia Jax was fine. Ronda was the, was in the front row. Um, it was it was a fine match. It was whatever. Um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't you know again it wasn't great. It's also the only Extreme Rules match on the card. Yeah, uh, and there were some spots in there with weapons that were all right, um, but it just. Unfortunately, it was a little bit forgettable. Uh, Rusev versus AJ Styles. I loved this match. Despite the ending where AJ Styles retained, which I really wanted Rusev to win in my heart of hearts. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Rusev looked very strong. I mean, he looked he looked like he was going to have it a few times during the match, and I'm glad that they didn't bury him. Um, he looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. Happy with the match. Aiden English accidentally costs rusev the match which is probably going to be his feud at SummerSlam, which is what it is it's kind of a step down but i want to go back to the real quick the ziggler seth rollins match because there was a third participant in this match and it was not drew mcintyre and their name is the wwe universe oh you're calling them out and their their performance sucked and i hated it they the crowd during this match was just awful. I mean, truly awful. Corey shoots hard on Thanks. the WWE Universe. Thank you, Pittsburgh. Uh, and it's, it's, it's super unfortunate because this was a very good match. Uh, probably too many false finishes at 16. But it was just... It's it somehow early on in the match, they started counting down like it was the Royal Rumble when the 30-minute timer would get anywhere near 10 seconds, and they would just start 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And it just got to be really distracting. There were other chants going on during the match, which is kind of a bummer because it was a very good show. Uh, The first ending was that it was tied at the end of the 30 minutes, which we both had called as a possibility. Uh, And then Kurt Angle came out, got the Pittsburgh pop, and 
restarted the match. Drew McIntyre immediately distracts Seth Rollins. Seth hits Drew, but that leaves uh, Ziggler open to hit Seth from behind and get the quick roll-up and uh, one, two, three, and it was the sudden death winner, Dolph Ziggler, um, which I'm happy about. Him and McIntyre looking strong, you know, as a team at least, looking strong is great. Uh, they're both exciting to watch at this point, which is something I haven't been able to say about Ziggler in a while. Um, but the crowd itself kind of just took a lot out of it for me. It just was disappointing. Sure. Overall, Extreme Rules, not great. There were some good moments in it. There were some pretty good matches in it. I'd probably go C+. Um, you know, there were a couple of very fun matches in there and a couple of cool moments. But on the whole, there was just several matches that were just sort of forgettable. I mean, if I was being very generous, I'd say B minus, but probably C plus. Sure. Um, so anyway, that was Extreme Rules. Any other thoughts you have about the show, Bob? Um, or any of yeah, the matches? Yeah, it was really fucking short. Yeah. There were two matches. So obviously the 30 minute Iron Man was 30 minutes. Yes. The I think the WWE Championship match was 15. About. And then I think the next longest match was like eight and a half minutes. I thought the cage match went a little longer, too. I thought the cage that might have been the eight and a half minutes one. And then like all of the other ones were like on seven and under. It was a very there were a like, lot of very short. Matches they were all part. very short matches. Which was kind of interesting that. They put so many matches on the card and then had them all go very short. Yeah, I mean, I was fine with a WWE pay-per-view not running so fucking long, but... um, Yeah, because that was the night we came back from Ohio, and uh, I put it on once I got home by myself, and I flew through it. Just because I was skipping all the recaps and entrances and stuff. But sure. Man, I flew through that thing. Next up, uh, before we get into the raw, like talking about what's happened on Raw SmackDown the last couple weeks, want to go ahead and get into UFC 227. Because I'm sure if anybody is listening to this on the day, it's tonight. Tonight uh-huh. is UFC 227. Uh-huh. Live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Uh, at 8 p.m. on FX, you can catch um, the undercard. Uh, the prelims are probably like right now around the time that we're recording on Fox or Fox Sports. Uh, and at 10 p.m. on Fight Pass and pay-per-view. Prelims are on at 545? Uh, I think it was like 6, 630. Oh, wow. So around the time that we're, we're recording this. But by the time we're done, they'll probably be starting. Um so on Fight Pass and pay-per-view at 10 is the main event, the main card. And uh, we have uh, a few matches on here. Uh, middleweight, Thiago Santos versus Kevin Holland. Uh, Thiago Santos is uh, favored in that match. Um, we have a women's strawweight match. We have Pollyanna Viana versus J.J. Aldrich. Um, in, the, in the featherweight weight class, we have Renato... Moicano versus Cub Swanson. Uh, and then we have two title matches in a co-main event. We have a uh, flyweight title match. 
uh, your boy, our your boy's boy. My it's if I'm talking to the audience, it's, if I'm talking to the audience, it's your boy's boy. It is your boy's boy. Uh, Demetrius Johnson defending his flyweight title versus Henry Sayudo. Uh, and that should be a good match. Uh, and then the bantamweight title match, TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. Um, in terms of, of who's the favorites in the matches, uh, so a lot of them are, I would say, not super big like favorites. Uh, Thiago is a is a slight favorite over Kevin Holland. Uh, Renato is a slight favorite over Cub Swanson. Um, Pollyanna is like less of a favorite than those two uh, by like uh, it's like a hundred points, maybe hundred and twenty, two hundred max points. Um, however, Demetrius Johnson heavy favorite versus Sayudo. Uh, at least as time as the time of this recording, uh, Demetrius Johnson was like five hundred point favorite. Uh, versus Sayudo. Uh, however, the interesting thing is with the odds on Dillashaw versus Garbrandt, um, very even. Uh, it's hard to say that there is a favorite in that fight, as it were. Um, very even fight. Should be good. No heavyweights on this one, so we'll probably, hopefully, see a lot less of the dancing around, uh, you know not fighting that we saw at 226. Um, I definitely think UFC is hoping for this to be, especially with it being a lot of lighter weights, uh, hoping that it will be a more entertaining card, a more like action happening, people moving around. I mean, you know, not to use the wrestling analogy, but Philippi shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and uh, before we leave UFC, sure. real quick, for even the non-UFC fans, mm-hmm. Conor McGregor has been confirmed to get back in the ring. Oh, right. He is uh, returning in October, uh, I believe, against uh, Khabib? Uh, Khabib. Yeah. So that fight is happening. Uh, he did He did plead out on his charges, and he got a super slap on the wrist. Sure. Um like the charges that he was pleading on faced like uh, like up to a couple years, I believe, in jail. Uh, but then he wound up pleading out and basically getting probation right, and a community service. Yeah, some yada. kind of cert community. He's got to do some sort of outreach thing as part of his plea. But he will be back in the octagon very soon. This will be the first time that he's fought in UFC, I believe. We talked about this on a, a, a couple of episodes ago, uh, uh, like a month or two ago. We talked about. I think it's. It, 2016 was his last in the octagon fight because 2017 i think is when he fought uh mayweather in the boxing ring and then he took a long time off um i I don't believe he still has either of his titles i Um, think he was stripped because of inactivity for for at least one of them well he lost one and he might have been stripped of the other so but regardless conor mcgregor is always entertaining we'll see if he gets another quick knockout what happens to his long-term staying in uh, UFC. And also, you know, the last couple months, Mayweather has been also kind of taunting uh, a, like, I don't want to say a hint, but definitely taunting of, I could also take you in the octagon. Not true, in my opinion. I very much believe that Mayweather is going to win that fight. I thought it was interesting and that McGregor might have had a chance if he knocked out Mayweather 
early in the in the match, like in the first couple rounds of that boxing match. But once it got beyond round like five, I was like, oh, no, this is this is all Mayweather. He's going to just win this by tiring him out. Uh, but if he got in the octagon, I think that McGregor would definitely have huge advantage on Mayweather. I just don't think that Mayweather would be prepared to to defend against things that weren't punches. Um, but that being said, it's interesting news to see McGregor getting back in the ring. So we'll be looking forward to that. We'll be watching UFC tonight, and then uh, we will talk about the results next week on the show. Uh, Going to try to get back to our regularly scheduled Thursday, Friday release of the episodes. Uh, so otherwise, let's get let's get back to uh, what's been going on on Raw, SmackDown, etc. Um, obviously, we're not going to break down the shows. Uh, in general, the story. Uh, CN Almas has been feuding with Rusev, which has been kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rusev still looking strong, but CN getting the wins. Sure, uh, I believe. I believe both his and Lana's losses were due to Aiden English distractions. Not that English intentionally distracted them, but came out to help them and wind up distracting them and sure. costing the match. Uh, Lana fought Zelina Vega. And uh, obviously, CN Almas and Rusev fought. Um, Rusev's still looking good. I think it's interesting the idea of them splitting up Rusev Day um, because he is a singles competitor. They do tag team sometimes, but for the most part, the last month or so, he's been fighting as a single. Um, and it, I think it's interesting. I also think that it gets away from. It's been notable that while Rusev has been talking tough against AJ Styles, it's not been as heelish. Rusev himself hasn't been. And Aiden has been the one doing all the healing for the team. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to me if they positioned Rusev as a face post Aiden English. Um, I think that that's probably going to be his feud at SummerSlam. Sure. Um, and also interesting to see if Lana stays as close to Rusev on the other side of this Aiden English Rusev thing, because he did hint at one point that he said something along the lines of, I don't know if either of you are good enough to help Rusev day. Yeah. So also, also interesting to see if maybe they push the Lana character a little bit away from Rusev and let her do her own thing. Uh, she's gotten better in the ring. Her match with Lena Vega was way better than matches that she's had. Um, uh-huh. I always, I also think back to the first time we saw Lana get into the ring on WWE television, and she surprised all of us with that, like kind of cool sit out, like front, like face buster. You remember yeah. that? And she was in the dress too, and we were like, "Damn, Lana got a move." Uh, but since then, it's been very sloppy work from Lana. Um, you know, she does a lot of like instead of even doing, uh, like, you know, clotheslines or anything. Or, or or neck breakers. It's more like she grabs the hair when she runs off the ropes of her opponent. Uh-huh. It's just a lot of really weird, not quite connecting. But the match against Selena Vega was much better than I've seen from Lana in a while. So it's kind of interesting to see her getting better. Maybe they push her away and have her do her own singles run of the women. Um, big news happened while we were while we were gone that I just want to talk about in this section. Uh-huh. Uh, they announced. There was rumors that they were going to be announcing women's tag team titles. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon had a big announcement, and instead the announcement was the first all-women's pay-per-view. Evolution. Uh-huh. 
Bob, what do you think about the uh, all women's pay per view announcement? And piggybacking off of like Lana has been looking better. A lot of the women have been looking better um, in ring. In addition to some of them who were already great. Um, uh, how excited are you about an all women's pay per view? Like, what what are your thoughts on a show that would? I mean, it would probably be a lot of singles matches, a couple of tag teams, maybe a three on three, but they don't really have enough enough women to do more than one three on three tag and still have a full pay-per-view. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of women getting singles matches or at most tag teaming like Bailey and Sasha have been like wearing the same ring wear like, you know, coordinating since their whole storyline about therapy. What what are your thoughts on this all women pay-per-view? Obviously they're working towards a tag division. I mean, they have the Iconics who are still together. They right. have the Riot Squad. They yes. have uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. They have, I mean, Bailey straight up is wearing uh, the Boss and Hug Connection gear. Yeah. Which is a horrible name. Terrible name. The, it does not roll off the tongue like Rock and Sock Connection. Um, Even that wasn't a great name. But they made well, at it least work. rock and sock rhyme. Add <laughs> boss and hug. What would you have named them? The what and what connection? What rhymes? I don't give a fuck. I'd name them Sasha and Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> um, but or think up a team name sure. instead of the fake um, fights. Team hug it out. I I mean I think I think it's it's great that the women are getting their own pay-per-view. I do think it's great. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to hear. And, you know, it's something that you almost think, wait, they haven't done that yet, but they wouldn't really have been able to in the past. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I do wish that they stopped, fucking breaking character and all this bullshit with every single time that they make this fucking announcements. Like I'm all for supporting women's wrestling. Sure. I'm all for supporting evolution. Sure. I'll watch it. What I'm sick and tired of is how they have to like break character every time. Well, Men like and women, women, all the people coming on the ramp. Well, they've done that too many times now yes having all of these announcements that end with everyone crying and hugging each other and you're just like oh my god stop and then but then they've had all of the men come out and fucking shill for right this thing lately yeah which is i mean heels and faces have both yeah come out and like, i'm and they're so just proud of like, the women wow the women are amazing and somebody said something like can you imagine if st- if they had Stone Cold Steve Austin come out during his height of popularity and come out and like shill for a women's pay per view, yeah, I mean it's it it would be weird, it right? Would be like, very out of character. It's 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 great to see them even recognizing having the superstars recognizing that something else is going on on the show. But do it in a better way. Have, you know, 
Finn backstage talking to Bailey, being sure. like, wow, that's so awesome that you get to be on this pay-per-view in October. Sure. Not him looking at the camera being, I'm Finn Balor, and I approve of all women's wrestling pay-per-view. And it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it would it would even make sense if you had, like, heel men congratulating heel women. Right? That like, oh, man, sense. you're going to rough her up when you get sure. to fight at Evolution. Like, also, it's weird that Braun has been positioned as sort of a face. I mean, he's definitely a tweener. He's not Braun a has been a fucking face for months he's now. He's not a traditional face in that he's not doing good guy shit. He's just mostly fighting bad guys. I mean, it's not considered a good guy thing to throw someone off the top of tall things because you want them to be hurt. Yeah, but when it's a bad guy, it is. And it's and I, I agree. I'm just saying he's not going the traditional. Like if Cena did that, that would. That yeah, would but be Cena would never say he's trying to hurt you. He would never. He he doesn't normally go. I'm trying to inflict as much pain, destruction, and damage as I can. I guess. He'll say I want to win, and I'll do anything to win. But he won't come in and come out there and be. And he'll say things like the "get these hands" thing is not a heel thing to say at all. It's not a tweener thing. It's 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 fine for that to be face. But I'm just saying, Braun himself, while he is a face, clearly, and he's over as a face, he's doing more gray area shit when he's coming out and saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna destroy you." Sure. But that being said, if he is a face, it's sort of still weird that he's like rooting for Alexa. Uh, granted, she was his mixed match challenge partner, but rooting, which does make that make a little bit more sense, obviously. But for him to be like out there really promoting a heel, and again to have heels going out there being like, "We're so proud of all the women," and it's like, I mean, okay, but like some of those women are good guys, and good guys and bad guys aren't supposed to cheer for each other traditionally. I mean, I guess it makes sense because they're so far out of their division, you know, like that's not a possible opponent. So then, I guess they might not have beef. Yeah, but. It, it, it used to be that you know heel women and heel and and face men would still go at each other and vice versa, um, which is one of the things that makes Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas so fucking great is the fact that she's not coming out there being like I'm so proud of all the women and she's not going out there and talking anything good about faces. It's like no, we we are a heel wrestler and manager, and she even she looked great in the ring against Alana too. I don't know how many matches she's going to get, but um, I'm also excited about this women's pay-per-view. I think that there's a lot of potential to it. The women really did well in Hell in a Cell for the first Hell in a Cell. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought they did great in their Money in the Bank matches, um, especially considering that they don't do a lot of ladder matches. Um, I thought they've done great work in a lot of their firsts. Some of them, not so much, but a lot of them have done pretty well. Uh, but I definitely think that this is a make or break moment. It's a lot of pressure. I mean, on. it's not a break moment. I just think that what I mean, if to say they is, all, if they, if there is not a single match on that, that goes above two stars, that's not going to, I think that affect if, the division, it's not going to affect the division. What I mean to say is a make or break moment for the idea of a women's only pay-per-view or a women heavy card. I think that if it goes very poorly, both in terms of match quality and reception, it's unlikely that next year we see a women's only pay-per-view. Uh, and I definitely don't think it will hurt the division in terms of their ability to have matches on ca- on cards. I don't think that it'll suddenly go back to 90s women hair pulling. Everything's a five on five because we just need to get them on the fucking show. But and I don't even think it'll necessarily hurt their ability to main event cards, which they've sprinkled some women's main events throughout the last couple of years. And they've done pretty well in most of those main events, I would say. Um, 
the elimination chamber was another one that the women did really good in. There was a couple spots that were weird, mm-hmm. but they did really good in it. There was like Alexa Bliss hitting a twisted bliss off the top of a pod was fucking dope. Despite the fact that Sasha didn't really sell it, that she rolled it up into <laughs> you know, a bank statement or whatever. Anyway, point is, uh, I do think that it, it is make or break in terms of a women's only pay per view. If this one goes poorly, I don't know that they'll get another one. But uh, other story developments happening on Raw and SmackDown, we're finally getting Miz versus Daniel Bryan feud. Uh, rumor mills are going crazy that they're pushing this feud up in case he doesn't resign. In September. Which would be Daniel, not Miz. What did I say? You said he. Oh, yeah. Uh, in case Daniel doesn't resign in September and does leave the company, uh, All In is rapidly approaching. I don't think that Daniel, because of... I, I don't know if... They would have to, I believe, release him for the Do Not Compete to go into effect. Um, which I doubt they would do. Um... But maybe if they felt like he really wasn't going to resign, they could, in theory, at the zero hour, release him and then he would he would not be able to compete. But if he doesn't resign, I believe that's just it. He's free to go. Um, So far, the promos have been very good for this feud. Uh, There was the weird baby throwing spot where Miz and Maurice brought out a, a fake baby that they're passing off as being Monroe Sky. Um. And it was very hard to tell from the camera angles and how they were holding the baby that it was a baby doll. Um, and um, they had Daniel come out to the ring and then they threw the fake baby at him and hit him. I thought that was weird. But the promos they've been cutting otherwise have been very good. This is a feud that a lot of people are excited about. What are your thoughts on building up the Daniel Bryan and Miz feud? Are you still, despite the fact that the talking smack thing was, I think, two years ago? Almost, or at least a year and three quarters. Are you still hyped for this feud? Ah, I mean, I'm sure I will be. Like, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched SmackDown in like two, three weeks. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I have watched the shows um, uh, a couple times, not the past two th- two weeks. I've watched both of those SmackDowns in full, but... Um, you know, the, there have been a few episodes here and there that I've just sort of watched supercuts of the show, highlight moments. Um, but the promos have been very good. Last week's one, or the one that aired this this week that just happened, is what I mean to say, uh, was pretty good, where Miz called Daniel a crybaby. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Miz cut a, a pretty tight promo from the Tron. Um, a good way of getting both of them on the show interacting without him having to actually be there. Um but uh yeah it, it it's i'm excited about it i wish the trigger had been pulled sooner you know daniel's been back for a while now and there's been some kind of bullshit feuds his feud with big kaz um yeah and, i mean you know, there's a lot of that is stuff. kind of the other thing too is it's like these guys had such heat with each other quote-unquote heat yeah. you know these guys are so mad with each other these guys wanted to beat each other's faces in miz is stealing daniel's moves mm-hmm. And then Daniel comes back and he fights Big Cass, who's not even there anymore. They don't even like interact with each other. And you're just like and the only times they interacted when he was like when when he was manager, he was doing lots of petty stuff to to Miz, and Miz was being petty back. But it still kept it going. 
It sure. still kept that going. When he came yeah, back, he think, should have immediately fought Exactly. Him. You think that they would, you know, oh, I'm cleared to punch him in the face now? It's time to do it. Gonna go punch him in the face. Like, and I mean, he, he definitely... Instead, he was like, oh, I'll fight with Big Cass. Yeah. Oh, I'll get in a tag match. Oh, I'll... <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. I mean, at this point, we're getting it now, which is, I think, still better late than never. Sure. But... And they have a few more weeks. Uh, SummerSlam isn't until the 19th of August. We've got a couple weeks left. Yeah. Um, so maybe they do something crazy that really gets us into this. Maybe two weeks from um, tomorrow. Maybe something involving Brie. You know, maybe I know that. I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it was something that made me feel emotions heavier towards this, like. like I don't care about Brie at all. No, no, I know. But I'm saying that that's Daniel Bryan's wife. And it might get the at least the audience in general to be like, holy shit, they did something heinous debris or like, I don't know, kayfabe blow up Daniel Bryan's house or some of his mud huts he builds. <laughs> I'm just saying, do something. But I think about like some of the feuds in the Attitude Era that got the craziest fucking reactions were ones that within kayfabe went way too far. Where you're like, oh, my God, someone, you know, hit Stone Cold Steve Austin with a fucking car. Why? Sure. Holy but like- shit. They know. already have something. Build off what they already have. Don't don't I, jump a fucking shark. I think escalate. <laughs> don't escalate. don't like adopt a shark and raise it into a full grown adult just so you could fucking jump over it. Mm-hmm. Like let hey, it go man. be its own shark. Attach freaking lasers to the shark. Raise the stakes. I don't know. Maybe maybe just do something crazy. I'm not saying be like kayfabe assassinate Daniel Bryan's family. I'm just saying you kayfabe. did just say kayfabe blow up his house. Exactly. <laughs> kayfabe attempt to assassinate his family, not actually assassinate them. I'm just saying when you already have a story, tell it. Don't be like, oh, man, these two guys hate each other because of this, this, this. Oh, yeah. And then cartoonish villainy. Like What's the name of the guy who made the Transformers movies. Michael Bay. See, here's the thing. It, you're look, thinking of it from a traditional director's point of view where you're like, look, let's craft a good organic story with the pieces we have. And I'm sitting over here like Michael Bay being like, no, 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 no. What we need is explosions. What we need is fucking robots. We need Daniel Bryan to show up for Raw and then a mech comes out and just violates him. And then it's like, oh, no, who's in the mech? The Miz was in the mech. Escalate. Why you gotta be like this, Corey? Because this is who I am. We've- Why you gotta be so crude? Don't you know that I'm a real cool dude? No, you're a rude dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Rude dude, Corey. That's my nickname. Don't wear it out. Anyway, uh, other storyline stuff that's happened on Raw SmackDown that you want to talk about. Oh, big one. Samoa Joe's getting a fucking fight at Title Slam. Mojo. At Title Slam. The SummerSlam, the SummerSlam event of the SummerSlam. He's getting a AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, uh, SmackDown, Heavyweight, WWE, whatever championship Hopefully match. Hopefully these guys can recapture their magic from 2005. But the only issue I have with that is it's like, man, there was so much pressure bec- on Shinsuke and AJ to have good matches because they had previously had classic matches that I really am just like, oh man, I hope that they don't like b- blow it and then just have us be super fucking disappointed. Cause like Shinsuke and AJ not having a classic. Yeah, WrestleMania but was, here's the difference yeah. is that 
Samoa Joe and AJ have proven that they can have good matches in the over the past two years. That's fair. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Um, Intentional shade thrown at Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily on Shinsuke, if that's how they're writing it to go. Homie, he hasn't had a good match in two years. Uh, well, I guess on the main I roster, haven't enjoyed his matches since his first one with Sami Zayn. On the WWE. main roster? No, in all of WWE. Wow, you haven't liked any, you didn't like any of his NXT matches? His debut one was Sami Zayn. I mean, other than that one, like, you didn't like any of his title reign or anything? Yeah. Eh, okay. Well, that being said, I think that part of it is also WWE's writing and then also him trying to adapt slightly more to their style. I mean, he still does his strong style stuff, but it's not at all like he was doing in New Japan. But I digress. I'm excited about Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Yes. The hype is real. Uh, a lot of people are excited about this. And I also thought his promos, Samoa Joe's promos have been great. Him coming out there in the middle of the whole interview with AJ thing and then just like blindsiding him and then signing the contract and flipping the table onto AJ was kind of cool. Uh-huh. Um, I'm excited about it. It's it's cool feud. Um, Corey, are you excited about it? A little bit. <laughs> uh uh, on the other title picture, Brock just wasn't there for a while, and then Kurt was like, "You gotta show up, Paul. You gotta, Paul. You gotta bring Brock here, or I'm taking his damn title." And that's true. Well, it's gosh darn true. Except he didn't do that. Yeah, he didn't do that uh, because Brock showed up and sat backstage. Well, no, he didn't even do the it's true, damn true bit, even though it was built into it. And I was just like, "Why did you do it?" Oh, it's true. It's gosh darn true. That's a, that's Kurt Angle's phrase. But I digress. That's Kurt Angel's phrase. Oh, wow. Whoa. And he's not from Pittsburgh. He's from a good place. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I tried to Literally think, anywhere else. I was trying to think of another Midwestern city where the people aren't terrible. Um, but I digress. Uh, anyway, so Paul gets him to show up this week's Raw. Uh, but Brock just sort of sits backstage and reads various magazines. The internet has had so many good photoshops uh-huh. of the magazines he was reading. Um, some of my favorites include uh, like a 1998 WWF magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, one that was just clearly like he was reading a hentai manga. Uh-huh. Um, one, that, one where he was just reading... <laughs> he was reading bullshit title, title defense magazine. <laughs> And like the cover had like seventeen ways to pussy out of a match, but still look like a big bad tough guy. Uh, there was a lot of great photoshops of what he was reading. He was actually reading like hunting magazines. My favorite, of course, the most the the best and most obvious joke was the one of him while reading the Sable Playboy. Oh yeah, the Sable Playboy Photoshop was fantastic. Um, but he was reading like Outdoorsman magazine and shit. American Hunter, American the, Frontier. Yeah, it was like the new Frontiersman or something. It was crazy. But my favorite of these backstage segments, because like he he just said when Paul first came back there, he was like, "Did you just hear what Roman had to say about you? He said you were his bitch." And and Paul and Brock looks up, and in a moment where I feel like I feel like the WWE writers were like him being like this 
is going to make it seem like he is a bad person because he doesn't care about the show that he's the champion of. So why? So like he's a bad guy. You should root against him. And instead made him the embodiment of a large portion of the WWE audience. And to some people made him arguably more relatable, said, Paul, why would I watch the show? I never watched the show. Who cares what he had to say? Who cares whatever is happening out there right now? And Brock and uh, Paul was just like, but, but, but like you're the champion. And Brock's like, and, and that was it. That was the end of like one of the segments. I was like, holy shit. If Brock doesn't care, why should we is really what I took away from it. Um, and my favorite one of them, actually, that wasn't my favorite. My favorite one was Paul came back there and tried to show him a clip of what was going on and what people were saying about him. And Brock took his phone. Well, but first he's like, Hey, what was your passcode again? And he starts like miming, like he's typing in the passcode. And then he just whips that fucking phone and just destroys it. And it's like, I don't care. And then sat back down and continued to read. So throughout the show, Paul is told by Kurt, if, if you don't get Brock to come out to the ring, you are going to be fired. And so Paul pleaded with Brock was like, look, if you don't go out there, I'm going to fire. And Brock's like, but you work for me. He's like, right. But I, I also work for WWE, which allows me to work for you. And he grabs Paul by his, by his jacket, pulls him in, gets him like right around his neck. And is just like, listen, you're not my friend, Paul. We're not friends. You work for me. I don't give a crap. Uh, so Paul comes out to the ring for the, for the final segment of, of raw this week and is, talking with Kurt and Constable Corbin and explaining how you know Brock's not coming out but it's not his fault Kurt says that he's going to fire him and lays into Brock for being a shitty champion for not caring about WWE and he's just going to go back to UFC and uh, you know he's, he's, he's a turncoat and nobody cares and now Paul's fired and Brock's going to be stripped of his title and that's that and Paul starts laying into on Brock to Kurt in an attempt to not lose his job with WWE. I mean, he calls Brock a terrible champion and says that Brock just doesn't care about anyone or anything but himself. Maybe that title, but mostly himself. Uh, and then when Brock comes out, he immediately stops groveling and has a big grin and looks and is like, I've been saved by my client. Brock comes out, destroys Kurt Angle, goes for Constable Corbin, but he escapes. Paul hands the title back to Brock. And it looks like, okay, they're back on the same page. And then he attacks Paul and and starts choking him out. And you can hear Paul immediately start saying, Brock, I can't breathe. I really can't breathe. The mics are catching and being like, no, I can't breathe. So I think that Brock was supposed to beat down Paul a little bit. And then when Paul got attacked, it was just like, he could have just been a, a kayfabe cell, but he just like, he sounded very panicked. He's like, yo, I can't, I can't breathe. Brock, I really, I really can't breathe. And then Brock's just like, all right, well, he's, he's down. He's beat up, I guess. And uh, Brock, you know, leaves smiling with his title. Uh, so, Interesting point. Will will Paul still announce for Brock? Will he, out of fear, still come out and announce, be the herald of Brock Lesnar? Do you think that Paul betrays him, a la what he did to CM Punk um, when he betrayed Punk in that Money in the Bank match? Or he, uh, you may, I don't know if you saw that. It might have been before your time. Uh, back when he was still CM Punk's main mouthpiece. He also mouthpieced for Brock at the time, but he also mouthpieced for CM Punk. At one point, he betrayed CM Punk by hitting him in the back 
with it was either a chair or a ladder while Punk was climbing the briefcase, uh, the ladder for the briefcase, and would have won the Money in the Bank, but then was attacked, and that led a that led to a CM Punk versus Paul Heyman feud where they had a, a Hell in a Cell match, uh, and then also led to a uh, Brock Lesnar CM Punk feud before. Do you think that Brock turn or Paul turns on Brock, costs him his title? Do you think he starts mouthpiecing for other people? God, it would be great if he'd do it for Ronda. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think uh, Paul's going to turn on Brock, but I think Brock might turn more on Paul, like even further than he has. Yeah. Because we still have a couple weeks until SummerSlam. I don't know if we're going to see Brock again on TV before SummerSlam. It's questionable. Because, I mean, if we're talking about characters here, then Paul seems like the kind of guy who would be like, no, you're my meal ticket. I'm going to keep latching on to you. Even through his fear, he would still be like, this is my best chance for success. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to see where that goes. Um, any other storylines you want to talk about from Raw or SmackDown? We, we've had uh, some. Uh, I mean, Alexa running from Ronda Rousey. Although Alicia Fox out of nowhere turned into, for at least a moment, the most dominant woman in sports entertainment when she saved Alexa from Ronda Rousey and threw Ronda into like the steel steps, I think, at one point, but she threw into the barricade a few times. Alicia Fox got the upper hand on Ronda. That was kind of interesting. Oh, Foxy. Crazy Foxy. I love you so much. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch uh, earned herself a title match at WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, at SummerSlam. Sumbar Slam. Um, but it's not a one-on-one anymore. Yeah, they, they put an interesting wedge in here with Charlotte coming back from her injury and uh, challenging Carmella to a match. And if she beat Carmella, she'd be added to the championship match. And it put this wedge where Becky had to sort of root against her friend. Um, obviously, Car- uh, Car- uh, Carmella is a great heel. Uh, Charlotte is an amazing heel, but has had a pretty long face run at this point. Yeah. It would be interesting to see whether or not they put uh, Charlotte back in the heel driver's seat or maybe turn Becky Lynch heel. Becky hasn't had a heel run, um, at least not on the main roster. I don't remember if she had a heel run at all in NXT. She's been a face since she's come up. She pushes a lot of merch. Um, she's super over with the crowd, despite the fact that she's had a not-so-great 2017 or 18. Uh, she was women's champ for a little bit in 2017. No. Or was that 2016? Yeah. Jesus. She was the inaugural SmackDown Women's Champion. And hasn't won it since. her first defense against Alexa. And hasn't won it back. No. So it has not been a good run for Becky Lynch, despite her being very over. And she started to look great the last couple of months. They've had her win a lot of her matches. Uh, So she's got momentum. Um, It would be interesting to see. It would be interesting to see what they do in terms of whether or not she turns at all during this feud. Obviously, I would very much like to see her get the title. I think I can speak for you that you would also like to see Becky win the title. Right now? Yes. Believe it or not, no. Okay. What, what's your thoughts on it then? My dream booking sure. is we have essentially SummerSlam is going to begin the beginning setups for Evolution. Okay. 
which I'm, would be great. I'm playing my cards till October here. Um, Let's hear your fantasy book, Bob. So you have Becky go locks in the disarm her on Carmella, and it's about to go down. Oh shit! And then Charlotte interrupts, like stomps down Becky, gets the pin, gets the win, turns heel, and then Evolution is uh, built. You know, build up to Evolution where it's uh, Charlotte Champ versus Becky challenger uh whereas on the women's side you have you mean the raw side yeah you have the raw side uh you have uh probably ronda win it at SummerSlam and then go into evolution as champ i mean that's that is a smart way to do it because one way would be to have ronda win her first title at wrestlemania but it would put over your women's pay-per-view greatly if ronda captured gold at it but continue i didn't mean to interrupt your fantasy book here i don't know who you'd have her face unless you do a champ versus champ thing and then having charlotte, charlotte versus ronda, ronda would be as them both being the champions would be an insane wrestlemania match i mean absolute bonkers like that would be that's honestly I could see the women main eventing mania with that caliber of a match of a Ronda versus Charlotte. Both of them are great in the ring. Charlotte has the flair lineage as well. Ronda's got the MMA background. They're both champs. If you were ever going to have a women main event WrestleMania scenario, that's probably it. And with a women's only pay-per-view and them having main evented some other pay-per-views lately, not inconceivable to see the women main event mania. And you know that WWE would just eat up the press coverage on it. Uh, but anyway, but but for Becky, what is your your long term? Oh no, I was just thinking you don't that, want her to win the title right now. No, maybe win it at Evolution, but not. But I think the the build up of a Becky Charlotte feud, sure, would be a good Evolution payoff. Is what I'm getting at here. That's fair. Any other uh, feuds or storylines going on right now in Raw SmackDown that you particularly care about or want to talk about? I mean, Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> Mojo versus the mid card. That, that whole segment he had where he went back there and was More like, like Mojo trying to break out of the bottom card. Yeah. Not even mid. Yeah, it's kind of sad right now for Mojo. Um, However, oh my gosh, Cruz got a win. Yeah. The rare Cruz win. Yeah, he did. Wow. Against an author of pain, too. Yeah. Actually, so they last the last week had won a tag team match versus Authors of Pain as well. They kind of have they, set up this Authors of Pain versus Titus Worldwide feud. Yeah, I guess. Which I don't understand Occam and Razor losing. But I guess it is what it is. Revival's gotten kind of a push again. A little bit. They, again. they are the number one contenders for SummerSlam for the B-Teams championship. Uh, and then on SmackDown, The Bar beat the Usos in a very good match on this week's SmackDown. They'll face the New Day next week, or for three days from now, uh, at the time of recording. And the, then whoever wins between The Bar and New Day will fight Bludgeon Brothers 
at SummerSlam for the titles. I personally would love to see the bar versus Bludgeon Brothers. It's a matchup we haven't seen yet. Sheamus and Cesaro are pretty hard hitting. I think that they could dethrone the Bludgeon Brothers. F R S H Frisch. What? Frisch. Frisch. It's a Frisch matchup. Um, I would love to see that at, at, at SummerSlam. I think that'd be a pretty good match. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely been the tag team divisions are both doing all right right now. I mean, they're okay. They're the, hey, it's better uh, in my opinion. I would rather both tag team divisions be doing pretty well than have one be incredible, but the other one be completely fucking just awful. Yeah, I mean that said, the Bludgeon Brothers as champs have been pretty underwhelming. I mean, they've mostly just dominated by being big and having hammers. And then not appearing again. Until their next title defense. Right. And it's just like, why? Like, this seems like kind of a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. I mean, it's not been the best. And Luke has still looked really good. Uh, Rowan's looked fine. But Luke Harper has looked very good in a Uh lot of these. I like a lot of the Bludgeon Brothers gimmick in their uh their move set the whole like we're yeah, not- no i'm not upset with yeah. them as a team yeah i'm but- upset with how they're being presented booked. yeah not even how they're booked just how they're being presented the fact not that they're the like matches. not on tv I, and when they are on tv they're like staring at the camera for 20 seconds yeah and then you're just like these are the champs right it's 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 annoying i i want to see th- i want them to do more i want to see them more sure. like let no, them be that. on TV. Let them further a storyline. Yeah, their storylines this this whole time has been they stand there looking creepy on the side, and then oh yeah, they also won the championships. Yeah, and now that they have them, they stand there with the belts looking creepy on the side. Yeah, it's like use your fucking roster. That's why I do liked, something. That's why I liked uh, the bar as champions is because they'd come out and cut pretty good promos on yeah, their opponents. Yeah, I mean, they'd, Usos. they'd, they'd cut Holy promos. Shit. When they'd Usos on, were champs. Exactly. They'd be on, you know, guest commentary. Oh, yeah. They'd do singles matches. They'd do, they'd do things. Yeah. I agree with you. I, like, I keep forgetting the Bludgeon Brothers are champs just because I keep forgetting that they're even around. Yeah, and that's totally fair. Any other uh, storylines you want to talk about from Ron Smackdown the last couple weeks? Building up towards SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Um, it's exciting to see that they're finally putting a cruiserweight championship match back on a card. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, it's uh, Cedric versus who's he facing? Oh, Gulak. Sure, Drew. The no Cedric fly. versus Drew at uh, SummerSlam. A better two hundred five live man. Yes. Um. Also, uh, U.S. champion right now is Nakamura. And Randy Orton has been coming out and putting on some pretty savage beatings on Jeff Hardy. Uh, and the first Randy Orton promo in maybe maybe three, at least a year and a half that I've cared about. Yes, that was a decent promo. His promo bet. where he came out and, and was this talking is about, the biggest Randy Orton hater, you know, yeah. saying that he cut a decent promo. Oh, I, I honestly thought it was a very good promo. I, th- I was I was into it. His whole thing about how he came up as the legend killer, but now no one cares about him. And actually, I think it was on Wrestle Talks, Wrestle Ramble. I believe this is where they talked about this. Um, but I loved this idea of 
he was the legend killer and they the WWE should now instead of having him fight Hardy and Nakamura even though Nakamura is newer to WWE he's an older guy they were like they should have him be the legend killer killer and maybe not put it in those exact words but he should be killing the next legend killer so that they can't kill him like take out the the younger guys the guys who were like fresh and just sure. be like you're not going to take my spot I killed the old guard. So he starts being a Terminator. Yes. Like, I killed the old guard, and I became the legend, and now I'm not going to let that happen to me. Uh, Basically, do the Triple H thing, but better. And just be like, I'm not letting these young bucks steal my fucking thunder. Sure. Um, But the young bucks aren't signed. No, look at me. I'm Bob. I'm so funny on the small package (laughs) Uh, That's such a good Bob impression. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that part. I'm trying to go. I'm Bob, and I'm on the small package show, and I'm so funny. <laughs> oh, that was a wet one. <laughs> 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 uh, have I done them all yet? <laughs> You're getting close. Getting, getting close. I just need to be like, <sighs> I guess. Whatever. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, speaking of, let's just wrap this up. News. <laughs> I don't know where that that news was crazy. I, <laughs> I'm like debating on whether or not to cut that out. No, that's getting it in. That's getting that's that's making. <laughs> For it. those of you at home, if you want to know how the sausage is made, it's very rare that I cut anything out of the show unless it makes us look just completely just the dumbest. Yeah. But even then, I usually just err on the side of no, that's going in. Very rare. Uh, so, obviously, the biggest news, Knoxville, Tennessee, the county, Day Knox, has a new mayor. New mayor. And his name is Glenn Jacobs. DDS. Wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, 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 uh, what was his name? Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. That's what it was. Um, no, yeah. WWE put out a thing about how Kane is the mayor. And, uh... You know, Glenn Jacobs is like, hey, um, you know, Glenn Jacobs. But yes, thank you. Thank you, WWE, for congratulating me. Uh, I won- mean, he's not shying away. Oh, he's not. He, he, there's footage here yeah. from him walking up to his vi- accept victory speech, uh-huh. walking to the podium no, to slow chemical. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. No. <laughs> and it's not like, so. Are you playing this? <laughs> What? Put it a little closer to the mic. Wow. Wait. There's not fire, is there? No. Okay, good. I would have been like, that would have been crazy. That's fucking awesome, though, that he came out to his old theme, man. However, uh, the guy who was introducing him did say, I missed the mask. I don't know if you heard. That's, I did hear that. That's cute. Um, wow. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, he won He won his, his race. So now he is the mayor of Knoxville and Knox County. Mm-hmm. Um, good for you, Gunn. I don't think that's Knoxville. Knoxville is in Knox County. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I, 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 as somebody from Northern Georgia, I am, I am within a ninety-five percent confidence rating 
that Knoxville is inside of Knox County. That basically you're not the mayor of Knoxville. You're the mayor of Knox County because there's a lot of areas that kind of lie under Knoxville's jurisdiction that are their own towns. I'm pretty sure that's how they do that. I could be wrong. And I will let you run the Googles real quick hmm. to prove me wrong. Am I right? Hmm. Hmm. Bob's humming a lot. Hmm. No, you're right. Yeah, I am. I know myself. Um, Big Cass is making his indie debut as Big Cass. Oh, my God. Seriously? Oh, you haven't heard about this? No. Oh, man. Yeah. So I mean, I know Enzo Amore is coming back. Yeah. As he's been rapping as Phoenix. I don't know what real one. Oh, the song is Phoenix. The song was Phoenix. That's what it was. Um, But uh, yeah, no, Big Cass signed to a not to a company, but for a show for big time wrestling uh a show that will also feature i ellsworth i think was another the other big name on it uh but he's wrestling as big kaz with two z's oh my god he's really changing the gimmick jesus i'm pretty sure that i'm pretty sure that his tights are the big cast tights from wwe but like wearing them inside out no but there's z's over the s's i think that's what it is so he's definitely distancing himself from his gimmick um (laughs) Obviously, we've talked about how him and Enzo have some real life heat, so we don't imagine that they'll be tag teaming. But uh, he's still seven feet tall, and uh, that I is something that he's not. But it's something you can't teach. So we'll see if he just one hundred percent keeps. It would be hilarious if he came out and was like, "My name is Big Kaz, and I am six foot ten, and you can't teach that." Boombada, realest guy in the, in the building. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> What's up? Literally just so close, but not infringing on his own <laughs> his own gimmick. Uh, Matt Riddle is rumored to have signed with NXT with the Dubs. Yes, uh, excited. Yes and no. Ex- would you like to elaborate? Uh, I mean. We kind of all knew he was going there eventually. He's he's definitely been eyed by Triple H for a long time now, and uh, but at the same time, it's a bummer that a we don't get to see him on indie shows. Uh, that is very true. And B, I mean, it's just another big name lost in the indie scene. Also true. Um, so hopefully he's not treated like a joke. Sure. Um, I will say he's always been a great person. I'm very happy for him. Uh, he's always been great with the crowds and the been fans. Very nice. Yeah. There's video of me talking to him on one of the DVDs for one of the right. the they had to sign off on. I didn't. I, I wasn't aware of the fact. Oh, what was it? It was in the upper nineties. It was in. It was one of the upper '90s shows. Yeah, uh, and he came on the stage where we had VIP tickets, and he had actually talked to Kayla uh, earlier in the night uh, along with Jeff Cobb. Uh, you know, it was. I think it was one of her first shows that she'd gone to. And when I saw him come up there, I didn't realize that he was coming up there to cut a promo on a guy. I didn't see he was holding a mic. So then I was like, "Oh, hey man, great match tonight." 
And he kind of looked distracted for a second. He's like, oh, hey, thanks, man. He gave me like a fist bump or a high five or something. I talked to him for about 20 seconds. And then he's like, oh, hold on one second. And then I realized that the guy in the ring is cutting a promo on him right now. And I'm talking to him. And he responds to the guy's promo. And I felt like shit. But I totally want to find that clip (laughs) and put that on our social media of just like, hey, here's me almost ruining a fucking Evolve show. By not realizing that the guy next to me is in in is performing right now, um, I also super regret us never asking for Riddle or Cobb or any or Fish or O'Reilly whenever they read the Evolve show stuff. Ever asking them to to be like, hey, could you just say I'm I'm Matt Riddle and you're listening to Small Package because now they're moving up to the big leagues. So we we should I should totally ask more wrestlers to do that so I can. Uh, have that for our show one day. Um, Alistair Black injured. He was crotched by Champa, uh, and he was injured badly enough that he needs surgery. It's not expected he'll be out for long, um, but he is he is injured and will need surgery. So he'll sh- he should be back in a couple of months. Um, that sucks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, in sad news, uh, this is the last thing I got. Not to end on a down note. Uh, while we were away. Uh, Brickhouse Brown, Brian Christopher Lawler, and Nikolai Volkov. I, I think they all died on the same day or within the same like 24-hour period. Yeah. It's very crazy. Um, Brickhouse Brown, a little older. Um, you know, it's something that most of our audience probably won't know or remember. Uh, mostly uh, Territories wrestler. Uh, Nikolai Volkov, also somebody a little older. People probably listening to this show don't remember. I believe he was Volkov. the second ever WWE champ. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're going back a ways. He was famous for being super into his kayfabe, uh, getting very into his Russian character. Uh, and then Brian Christopher, also known as Brian Christopher Lawler, his actual born name, uh, son of Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, most of you will remember him as Grandmaster Sexay from Too Cool with Scotty Too Hotty. Uh, really had just, ever since the last five, ten years, had a lot of problems with the law. He always had kind of a drinking problem from what I heard, but um, last couple of years have been really hard on him. He got pulled over for DUI. He ran from the cops. He was arrested, and uh, I believe he hung himself in his jail cell, is what we've heard. Um, so it's it, it just a really bummer. Um you know, to hear about all three of these passing away, especially all at once. It was a, is a tough, tough time for the wrestling community dealing with that. Uh, anyway, Bob, do you have anything to talk about? Anything to end the show on? Not that note, or is that all you, is that all we got? Um, got some more people announced for the May young Classic. Oh, nice. I think all of the women have been confirmed for that. Sure. Let me pull, pull that up. up. Yeah, you will. Um. Oh, there's the 2018. Bob's on it, everybody. <coughs> Consummate professional. All right. Uh, participants. We have uh, a couple, a bunch of interesting countries being represented this time. Okay. Um. Going down here, the United States competitors include Ariel Monroe, Allison Kay, Ashley Rain, Diana Perrazzo, uh, Jesse Alaban, Casey 
Kat Tanzaro, Caitlin, Lacey, Lacey Lane, MJ Jenkins, Mercedes <laughs> Martinez, Priscilla Kelly, Rachel Evers, Reina Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. And then for Japan, we have uh, Hiroyo Matsumoto, Ayo Shirai, uh, Miko Satomura. Uh, for Scotland, we have Isla Dawn. Um, England, we have Ginny. Uh, China, we have Karen Q. India has Kavati De- Kavatia Devi. Uh, Australia has Rhea Ripley. Wales has Tegan Knox. Brazil has Tainara Conti. Yeah. Uh, Canada has Vanessa Craven. Oh, another England, Zia Brookside. Uh, another China, uh, Zia Lee, China, uh, and Chile, Zatara, and Puerto Rico, Zuxis. Hey, man, you know what? Usually I'm the one who's trying to read all of the international wrestler names, and uh, I appreciate you being the one to take a stab at it this time because it's you at least sounded fluid and confident. I don't know, you know, maybe some of them you didn't say right, but at least you sounded confident. When I read the names, I'm always just sort oh. of like, ah, ah. Another Canadian, oh, yeah? Nicole Matthews, oh, yeah. and uh, Mia Yim, although she is American, she is representing South Korea. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty stacked May Young Classic. Last year's was good, so let's see what happens this year. Yes, yes. Oh, and Tony Storm oh. for Australia. Man, I'm just missing a lot. Hey, but, you, um, you know what? There's a lot of names on that list. There are a lot of names. How many is this? 36? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 32. 32. 32 contestants. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, and Killer Kelly from Portugal. There you go. I don't know if I said her. So big, big field already, and uh, going to be exciting to watch the Mayan Classic. Uh, any other news you want to talk about? Um, did we talk about Hogan last time? Oh shit! Uh, that's a good question. I think we briefly talked about Hogan last time. Uh, just in case we didn't talk about it, Hogan's back. Uh, he hasn't made any TV appearances, but he's back with the company. He has he's, been reinstated in the Hall of Fame. He has been, and we—I think we may have briefly talked last time about how um, a lot of a lot of the black superstars not stoked about it, especially since WWE and and Hulk haven't come out and really talked about why he was gone. Um, you know, it's we've seen more and more Hulk Hogan over the last year but especially the last six to eight months uh, in, in like clip packages, promo packages, people haven't been, been afraid to say his name as they used to be. Uh, but it is interesting that he's back, but they haven't had him come out and address why he was gone. Um, and I think that that's something important that they need to do. I think that you can't just be like Hulk's back everybody. And that's that. I think that, you really do need to have him come out and address why he was gone and why it's a big fucking deal, you know? Um, yeah. And apparently, uh, his backstage apology wasn't, uh, 
so much an apology as a watch yourself so you don't get caught yeah warning which a lot of people were really rubbed the wrong way by yeah because i mean he didn't really apologize yeah and like titus and new day both put out statements that were very poignant uh kofi was the one who put out the new day statement um on his twitter and titus sort of agreed with kofi's points and then also made some of his own um and kofi was like look we're not going to allow this to stop what we're doing we're not going to allow this to affect our performances and us being professional and being able to do our jobs correctly but you know just sort of disappointment with the situation as it is and i think that that's very fair criticism you know hulk hasn't i mean he he has here and there made comments on twitter like that's not me and i'm sorry it's just for like but it is you bro you, you said that and it's not enough to be like the people who really know me know that i'm not i'm not i'm not like that and it's like bro you said the shit you know and yeah. it's not worth repeating the shit that hulk hogan said you can look it up online yourselves but it's not nice none of it is good is is good and none of it was you know there was nothing it isn't even one of those situations where someone's like, oh, I was trying to make a lighthearted joke and it went the wrong way. He was saying some dark shit. So, you know, the fact that he's not going to address it is is not cool. Uh, you know, I think that it would be very good for WWE and Hulk to have him come out and address why he was gone and that he's and, and apologize for it. And then to do more community outreach and try to repair his image and their own image in a way, you know, because historically they haven't been great to their black superstars in the last couple of, couple of years. Yeah. You've seen more African-American uh, and other black superstars getting more pushes. Uh, but historically that's not the best place in WWE. So definitely couldn't hurt them. Any other news? Any other big ticket items, Bob? Big tickets. Anything? Um, I mean, end on a somewhat positive note. Yes, here. please, please. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but not that ending the show on three deaths and a racist tirade isn't uh, a good way to end fun. the show. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hiromu Takahashi, yes. yes. Uh, his neck is not broken? His neck is broken. Oh, no. No, Bob, you were supposed to have this but, on a good note. But, okay. all things considered, uh, it sounds like it was the best possible way it could have happened. Uh, there's, they're saying no nerve damage. That's good. They're saying... They're already talk they're already giving timetables for his return. Nice. Um they're expecting him to probably start like getting seriously back in the ring in like six months and probably won't like have an actual competitive match for a year. But I mean seems all in all he'll make a decent recovery. You know, that is good. Uh so you know, hey, you know what? Of all the of all the things that could have happened horribly wrong, it ended up being not the worst. I definitely really hope that he comes back, and before he's cleared to medically wrestled, he wins some gold medals with a broken freaking neck. 
Well, when's the next Olympics? It's in two no, no, no. I just, I, any gold medal. The medals oh. just have to be gold. They don't have to be Olympic medals. Just so that New Japan can run a story where, like, he fucking won these gold medals with a broken freaking neck. Well, hey, you know what? I would say that uh, after three deaths and a racist firing, rehiring, that maybe at least a broken neck story is better, although it is the best possible broke. Right. Evolve. Uh, I mean, yeah. When when the news is our friend and yours gets to live to see another day and will probably wrestle again, that's uh, good news. That's good news. That's good news. All right. Well, we'll end on a broken neck. Fuck it. It's an uptick. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Sorry we were gone for two weeks, but hey, we're back to our regularly scheduled program here. Bob. For this week. Oh, no. Are you going to be gone next week? No, but I mean, let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Sure. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and the social medias at CB Poindexter. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckety. Go over to Newsweek.com. Search Bob Feckety. Read this man's articles. He did an interview with Demetrius Johnson. That's pretty cool. So maybe you could check that out ahead of tonight's UFC pay-per-view. Uh, you can also follow Bob on Instagram at Soldier Scuzzy, S-C-U-Z-Z-Y, if you like to review sodas, if you like to read soda reviews. That's what Bob does over there. You can follow the both of us on Twitter and at Facebook at Small Package P-O-D. P-O-D like the band, but it stands for podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on both of those. If you tweet at us or write on our Facebook, we'll talk about it on the air. We want your opinions on these things. It's a discussion, folks. Hit us up. Uh, we also post on our Facebook whenever we post podcast episodes and also, uh, you know, when we go to wrestling shows and whatnot, we post photos, all that kind of stuff. Also, we are on Spotify, if you're not aware, in addition to being on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast, the podcast app, we are on Spotify now. So you can check us out over on Spotify. Just search Small Package P.O.D. or Small Package Podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank We Are Is Ronin, friends of the show, for our intro and outro music. You can listen to both of those also on Spotify at their Immortal and Empty EP. So search We Are As Ronin if you like the music. Check those guys out. They're awesome. Get some listens on Spotify for them as well. Anyway, for Bob Faggy, I'm Corey Points. You're closing out. We'll be back again with another episode of the Small Package Show. Bob, hit them with it. Small Package. What the fuck was that? That was hitting him. No, no, no. no, no. Re- re- I was we're, hitting we're him. That. I'm pausing the music. Fucking redo it, and and and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have you do it right. Take a deep breath, compose yourself. The music pause <laughs> in post. I paused it. Bob, hit him with it. No, 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 no. That doesn't count either. Stop the music. God damn it. We're we're gonna read. I'm gonna redo this outro so you get it right. For Cor- for Bob Feckety, I'm Corey Boydixer saying thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Small Package Show. Bob, for a reasonable amount, hit them with it. Small, 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 small package. Let's just hit them with it together on three. One, <laughs> one. Don't you cry. I'm gonna give you something to fucking cry about, Bob. Don't you fucking. Oh my god. You know what? I'm gonna hit him with it. If you're not gonna hit him with it, I'll hit you with it. Small package show. 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 Hit him with it and hit him with it right. For fuck's sake! Small package! Thanks, guys. Bye!
Bye. <laughs> We're canceled. Forever. That's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>